even though Ferish Tammuz is known as one of the challenging months, the ones that Esau got a hold of, right? Yeah, so we have the Chuban in it. All that can be turned around and will be turned around. Okay, so let's take a look at our Pasha. In Chukas, we have two things which are joined together. Am Yisrael had an interaction with Edom. Moshe sent Malachim, thank you so much. Moshe sent Malachim, sent messengers to Edom to ask for permission to go across the land. Being very careful, we're not going to drink from your waters, we're not going to eat from your fruit, we're going to go on the main road. And Melech Edom came out, he said, Right, I'm going to come out at you with a sword, and he did, and we moved on our way. Then we have, while they were al gvul eretz Edom, when they were at the border of Edom, Hashem tells Moshe to go up with Aaron to Harahar. It's time for Aaron to leave this world. Rashi says, Magid, why is this joint? Because Am Yisrael got close and made a chibur, made a connection with the nation of Edom, which are the descendants of Esau Harasha. Nifritzu ma'asehem, their maisim, something which is nifrats, means it's spread out, opened up. Okay, like if you have a description of a lulav where the different leaves of the lulav are all spread out that way. Nifritzu ma'asehem, their deeds got all spread out. And they lost this tzadik, they lost Aram. And then that continues on. Vaishma knani melcharad, Amalek comes and attacks when they don't have these. Anani Kovod that were there in the Schusavar. So, question is, what we don't see this in the Psukim. We don't see Am Yisrael hanging out with Edom, right? Nishabruim Edom, right? Liskarev Esav. They just wanted to go through the land. We don't see where the problem was. It says, right? We may see that previous piece also a little bit. Yes. What did they do wrong? Number one, let's break it down. To offer to come through in peace instead of attacking them for war, that is the game plan. To speak about peace first, right? Even the seven nations that were occupying Eretz Yisrael before us, you start off by offering them the chance for peace. So that couldn't be the problem. Okay, it says, now... What he said, he found, was the description in the message. Moshe Rabbeinu sent to Edom, Ko Omar Ochicha Yisrael. So says your brother, Am Yisrael. Oh, he says there, we got the problem. A little bit too close. But wait, he says, that also seems to fall apart because the Torah itself calls Edom your brother. Lo tesaev Adomi. Right? Do not reject an Edomi. Ki ochichohu. He's your brother. Right? The fourth generation of Edomi we want to convert and Mitzrim can join in with Amisa. So, what's the problem? He says the problem is that they use the term ochicho with the name Yisrael. Our nation has two names. We're Yaakov and we're Yisrael. He says, shame Yaakov is the shame mitoloda. That's a fact. Two boys were born, twins. One was called Yaakov, one was called Esau. 
Yaakov is Esau's brother, no question about that. Yisrael hu Hashem shebo mitzad ma'isav. But Yaakov went on in life, and he withstood so many things, and he elevated himself till he was able to get that name Yisrael. He struggled, he overcame, he became Yisrael. So he says, therefore, we have two aspects for identity. Zaro Acharov, the descendants of Yaakov Kshem Milo, when they are on the level that they should be. Vizakoim, and they're worthy. Misiachsim B'Shem Yisrael. Then they are truly living as Am Yisrael. Moshoresh Am Yisrael. According to the root of that name and everything that it represents. Be'imlav. Okay, but what if not? We're not always on the ball. Mikoma Komzochin. He says, don't think like you lose it. Right? A Jew is a Jew is a Jew is a Jew and never loses that. The Maral says, interestingly, that's why the Torah doesn't give us any of the backstory of Avram Avinu that we find in Midrashim. Why doesn't the Torah tell us Avram Avinu was really great and he was Moser Nefesh against the whole world with the idols and orcasting? We don't have any of that in the Torah. Hashem says to Avram Lechacha, you're the man, right? Go. Why, says the Maral, so that no one should think that there's some type of qualification, some type of particular behavior, and if you don't behave in an Avram-like manner, you're out. You're never out. Okay, that's why that's there, and certainly with this idea of Yaakov. Yaakov was chosen instead of Esau. Only some of the descendants will be considered that true Zerah. That's Yaakov, but nonetheless, it's a very different type of division. It's not based on really living up to the name Yisrael. Now, in Malachi, in the Novi Malachi, it says, Ach, Esav Yaakov. Esav is a brother to Yaakov, he says, but you never find Ach, Esav Yisrael. That isn't there. So he says, when it comes to Yisrael, Esav is not a brother at all. That's why this was considered something wrong. When they sent, so says, your brother Yisrael. And listen to how the Shemish Mo finishes it. And this is for a person who's going to be interacting with Malchus Edom, which in its even smallest definition is the entire Western world, even though the worlds of Edom and Yishmael are mixed and intermingling as was prophesied by the fact that Esau married Ishmael's daughter right uh, before the end of Ishmael's life. And that's what we say in the Slichos, Kalei Seir V'chodno, right? The erase Seir, which is the land of Edom, the nation of Edom, the descendants of Esau, V'chodno, and his father-in-law, which is Ishmael, right? That those two Malchios in the end of days, in our times, will be those that intermingle even and pressure Am Yisrael to bring us back to who we're supposed to be. He says, you must remember that your name is Yisrael. Okay, so this is a tremendous key. In the previous piece where he asked this question and he talked about this, he said, again, it was Moshe Rabbeinu who did this. Okay, it wasn't just some, what you call, pakid, right, some functionary in the office there who decided to write this warm letter to the king of Edom. This came straight from the desk of Moshe Rabbeinu. What was he trying to do? 
Well, he says, we found something similar with Yaakov. Yaakov also sent messengers to Esau. Right? And Midrash, you say, he actually sent Malochim Mamish. He sent Malochim, he sent, and I hate the English word angels. Okay? But a Malach, Hashem Shmuel reminds us, can be created from your mitzvahs. Every mitzvah you do creates a Malach. Yaakov sent his malachim, his mitzvahs, to Esav Achiv. Why? To try to transform him. To try to bring him close. Now, that is a very powerful thing that can be there. But Esav was so much into the side, he describes it like he was a black cloud. That everything of Kedusha you sent into him, instead of transforming him, he drew the energy of that Kedusha to increase his own negativity, to become more arrogant, and those things become trapped there. Now he says, again, Yaakov managed to release them. Later, when Esau came running towards Yaakov and hugged him and kissed him, so it says, then Yaakov drew out from Esau not only what he had sent to him, but Kedusha draws Kedusha magnetically. The sparks of Kedusha that were in Esau even referring to the Gerit Tzedek of the future that came out from descendants of Esau, he was able to draw those out. Moshe Rabbeinu here felt that now was the time after Am Yisrael went through Yamsuf, Matam Torah, their time in the Midbar, is to attempt again to try to do something with Esau. And here he felt that perhaps the problem with Yaakov was, Yaakov said, Avdecha Yaakov. He introduced himself to Esav as your servant, Yaakov. And the Midrashim criticized Yaakov Avinu for doing that, that the tzaddik should even appear to be subservient to the Russia. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay, let's just go with the plain common denominator, Achicha Yisrael. Nonetheless, as we see here as well, reminding Esav of the brotherhood did not help. It came, he says, he says, be careful that I don't come at you with the sword. And when he came, it says that he came not Elehem towards them, Alehem, above them. He came from above. So this was what got the negativity going there. Okay, so he says, Aranakoyen represents Pneumius. The avoda of the coin, the true office of the coin is the Kodesh Kodashim. The internal place of the world. The place of the world which is the connection between this world and its source. And someone of that Pneumius is that which enables Am Yisrael, even while living in this world, to be connected to Kedusha. What are Anane Kavod? Okay, we, we talk about the Anane Kavod that Am Yisrael had in the Midbar, and they sounded like this great, you know, climate control system. Air conditioning in the desert, they kind of did this bulldozer thing that it leveled out the ground before them. It was this thing that washed their clothes while they were there. But why are they called Anane Kavod, and why were they tied to Aranakoyim? So he says, clouds can have two functions. He says, there are clouds of darkness that block light, and stop a person from accessing light. But he says, Anane Kavod, these are clouds that enable you to access light. 
They're called arpalei tohar. He says it's just like sunglasses, right? If there's a light that's too strong that you can't deal with, if you have a colored glass, suddenly you're able to benefit from the light. Those clouds for Am Yisrael were clouds that enabled them to benefit from the Or Lamalo. Those came from the Schus of Aaron, he says. If you look Aaron and you transpose the letters of Aaron, it is Nir'eh, 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 okay? So in the Schus of Aaron, they were able to have that. That was uh, what they, they had and what they were able to do. So the, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu's interaction, he said, also did something. It brought those mitzotzos of Kedusha, those sparks of Kedusha, those Geri Tzedek, one step even closer. He uses an image like from Yeridea when it talks about questions of blood inside an animal, is when the blood is absorbed, and sometimes the blood is already left and it's just pooled and it's ready to come out. It's no longer absorbed in the blood vessels, in the things. So too, he says, this interaction, even though there was something negative to it, it did enable the Kedusha that was in Esau to be separated out even further, easing the way for those sparks of Kedusha to be able to come out at a later time. Okay, so what's this have to do with us in our Avodah now? The months that we're in, as we said in the writings of Arizal, the Sibri Hasidus, they call the Chodoshim of Tammuz and Of months of Esau. Right? These are months where it was the time of the Chorban, the second Chorban was all in B'nai Esau, and it's the time in which we're trying to struggle and to undo that which was done, to redo that which must be done. And the key is the idea of the Pneumius, the idea of recognizing that the more external we are, the more similar we are to everyone else. I was on a college campus once, and someone said to me, he said, listen, to be honest, aren't Judaism and Christianity really kind of the same thing? It's all about like being a nice person. So why can't I marry a Christian girl? And the more external we are, the more that seems perhaps true, okay? But the more clear it is to us that there's an aspect of Yisrael and that we live as Yisrael. And as the Shem Yishmuel said, if you're going to have these interactions, you must remember that your name is Yisrael, not just Yaakov. Because in Yaakov, yes, our people has a special thing. We were chosen, we were different. Yisrael means we access an entire different way of living. Everything we do is something which is more elevated. And if a person can remember that, then you can access and you can interact as a brother. Okay? Sometimes people accuse Jews of not caring about anybody in the world but Jews. It's not true. That which we do in life is here to benefit the entire world. And there is that connection with all of humanity and that care for all of humanity. But we can only do that when we reach our destiny, which must be separated from the rest of humanity. Am levadad yishkon. We have to be a people who dwells alone, that doesn't mean in a physical setting in which you don't see anyone else. But a person who's truly Yisrael is elevated even while interacting and functioning and doing that which they're doing. This is that which we have to remember and to see. And Aranakoyim, when we lost that, we lost the Ananiya Kavod. We lost the protection that enabled us to see the light that's really there all along. 
the light that only we can see. Suddenly when that went, we become as blind as others. It's hard for us to see. And then we lose belief in ourselves. And then Amolek, whose Gematria Sophic can attack. Because you don't even remember who you are. You no longer see the world through those different eyeglasses because you lost the Ananiya covered, you lost the sunglasses. I opened a, uh, a safer. Sometimes I said in the schools of this year, I just open a random safer in Shul and find something cool that connects. So the safer Irin Kadishin, which brings uh, different from different story where they quoted the Rishna, Rabbi Sol of Rishin. And it says that there was once an Orel Echod Malumad. There was a non-Jew who had studied Judaism in depth. They're out there. They definitely, uh, they certainly were in other years, but now as well. Right? He would study the books of the Jews and he knew Chumash, he knew Tanakh, and he knew Perushim. Right? Again, it used to be in the early universities in America. There was a valedictory address in Hebrew. Right? And I forget which one some of them have on their motto, Hebrew letters, MS, or in the Tumim, things like that. So when he heard about the Chachma of the original, he decided that he was going to dress up and go in there and ask him a question. He said, Rashi says that they lost the Anani Kavod, because they lost Aaron and the Anani Kavod, right? What does they have to do with each other? Why did the Anani Kavod come from Aaron? And why do you even call them Anani Kavod? Right? It was something, I mean, everything Hashem did for them. What's this idea of honor? So he explained, he said like this, he said, there's something known in the world that when you have a room full of people, if they like each other, so the edim, what's called, right, we're all putting out clouds of moisture, so to speak. If people like each other, those all join together and become one cloud. Right? Anybody who's been to a tish or anything like that, you've experienced that clouds of that. It was okay. just researched on yesterday by a psychologist. Yeah. Saying people who smell in a similar way, they're attracted to each other. Interesting. Hilarious. Those people are. Not yet. Just remember, the wild story, there was a woman who was in danger of miscarrying. And she came, I think it was to the first Bells of Rebbe, the Sarsholm of Bells. And she told him her problem. So he rolled up his sleeve and he held out his arm. And he told her to take a sniff of his arm. And that was strange, right? And he, he quoted Pirkei Avos that said, "Lo'olam lo'ipila isha merech b'sara kodesh," right? That uh, that from the smell of the the kachim, the holy meat of the karbanos, right? Uh, the holy flesh, uh, a woman never miscarried. That was that was uh, anyway a bit from the world of smell. And it just went to shits. Yeah, that's right. You, you got to have the right sense for it. Um, the Talmud Rebbe once said. Um, it was after the Beis Yisrael taught him a, a, a lesson. He went into the Ger Rebbe, the Beis Yisrael, after a tish. And the Ger Tishin would be very, very crowded and verschwitzed. And he came in, and, and the Rebbe told him, you know, go and wash and change and then come back. He says, you, you got to be a chassid, he said, but you also got to be a mensch. And he said, he tells, he tells Hasidish Bacher, and he says, you know and I know that the smell of a Hasidish Bacher who's soaked in sweat and herring juice after a good dish is the smell of Ganeden. 
But there are many people in the world who don't know that, and you have to be considerate of them. Right? So that's uh, so. So here he told them like this: these these um, these vapors that we all give out. He says, when people are truly together, so they unite and they become one. He says the Ananiya Kavod were formed by Amisur, by their Achdus. That came from Aaron. Aaron's Mira was the one of Oiv Shalom and Rodev Shalom. He was the one who made peace, he brought peace, he did it, he joined them together. And that's why their Anani covered. it was a tremendous covered for Am Yisrael, that you could have a nation that could unite in that way, that could be an Ava and Achva in that way, that was the Anani covered. And when they lost Aaron, they lost that. And perhaps, as the Shem Shmuel says here, we lost Aaron because we forgot our uniqueness. The Shem Shmuel says in many different places, that the only hope for achdus is the more internal a person is and the less external. The more external we are, the more separate our worlds are, the more there's no reason to connect between us. But on the inside, we are ki'ishachad b'levechad. So the more internal we can be, and that's part of the job of the coin, is to always ground us to the internal. Right? The Sreims say, the coin is always appearing with his hand out at some point in your life cycle. Right? Some of them we don't have as much today, but it would be, you know, it came time, you harvest your crops, right? First you brought the Bikurin, gave it to the coin. Comes time for Truma, give it to the coin. The Levi gets his miser, guess what? Truma's miser, give it to the coin. Oh, you had a baby boy, right? First baby boy, Chora, see you in 30 days. Money to the coin, right? Shearing your sheep, I'll take the first bit. Reshi Sagez. Ah, you shechted an animal, I get the Zoro, the Chayayim, and Keva. Always, right? What is that? So the Swami explained that when we're at the height of physical success, we can tend to become very external. The Kohen, whose office is the Beis Amigdash, the Kodesh Kodashim, shows up at that time to connect us to that source, to remind us that all of this is here for a purpose, which is internal, and not to drift away in the external in your worldly success. As I quoted last week from Rosh Shapir, he said, Kohen is ko nun. Nun 50 represents that which is above seven times seven, which is above nature. The world has a source which is above any aspect of the world itself. And the world is supposed to line up and correspond to that source. And until it does, so the Kohen is always there reminding us of that. So Aaron was able to help the people be internal. It was makarvan natari, drew them close to Torah and he was able to connect them to each other. The Medrash says that there were thousands of children who walked at the funeral of Aaron Akoin, who were named Aaron. These were the boys. Why? Because they were born after the Shalom Bayis that Aaron made between the parents. So in honor of their marriage counselor, Aaron, they named the kids Aaron. And there was a whole army of them. So um, this is the, the influence that he had on it. So our world here, Rabshim Yochai, the story of Rav Shem Yochai at the beginning of Golis Edom in Eretz Yisrael. So there was a discussion between three Chachamim about good things the Romans were doing, right? One praised them. He said, look, they made these beautiful bridges. They made these beautiful marketplaces. They made these beautiful bathhouses. Rav Shem Yochai put it down. He said, eh. He said, the bathhouses, they made to pamper themselves. The marketplaces so that the prostitutes have a place to work. The bridges so they could collect tolls. And that's why they chased after him, and he had to go into the cave. 
Ramushishbir explained that what was happening is the following. Malchus Romi is the peak of the external. There's a description in the Gemara of what's called Kol Hamona Shel Romi. The sound of the multitudes of Rome, which Rashi says is Rome B'Tzahalasam B'Simchasam. Rome in its Simcha, right? And again, Rome continues on into the whole Christian world. Don't, you know, tell, uh, Rome's just a little country there in Italy. It's, um, that's what Rome represents. The Gemara says at one point that if it wasn't for Kol Hamonosho Romi, if it wasn't for the nose, noise of those rejoicing Romans, we would hear the Shemaim, the Shemesh singing, Hashemaim Shemaim Lashem. The Shemesh sings hollow. We can't hear it because Rome drowns it out with the external aspects of it. And Shumba Yochai went deep. He went into the eternal and he brought Torah from the Pnim, that's what we call Torah Apnimius, he brought that into our world so that we would be able to survive that world of Chitzanis. But we have to access it, not just as knowledge, but enter that world of realizing that there's an internal world that collects us, that connects us to all that came behind us, all that will come after us, that connects each of us to each other, and that's the power of it. I just wanted to um, add in a story even though we were late tonight, the story is always room for. It's like Chazal says, there's always room for dessert, right? There's always um, room for a story as well. About Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Okay, it says that once Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, the Tzadikim, right, the Oiv Yisrael of Apta, and the original Rebbe met on Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, and it was in one of the villages, which was in the region where the Apta Rav, the Oiv Yisrael was the Rav. So they were both coming back from a wedding. So with the Rishna Rebbe was his son, the Rebbe of Sarigura, who was about five years old. So the Abderov first asked the Rishna Rebbe, will you join me for a Sudas Rosh Chodesh? There's an idea of having some special food for Rosh Chodesh. And um, he, he said, since it's my town here, so to speak, this is my region, so I'm inviting you. And then, in the middle of the meal, the Aptarov said, we should put out bottles of wine. And he said that he's going to put out 72 bottles, and he wants the Rishoner to put out 112 bottles. Okay? This would come out to a gematria of the word Yabok. Okay? Nachal Yabok. This Nachal that Yaakov Avinu crossed has lots of secrets about it. But the Rishoner didn't go for that. He said, no, I'm going to put six bottles of wine, and you, Abderov, you should put seven bottles of wine. Okay, so what's going on here? So that's what they did. The Rishner said, he asked the Abderov, you're the Rav here, you should make the bracha. And the Abderov said to the Rishner, no, Chazal say that a guest should be the one who, who leads the bracha, even though it's about Birkas HaMozin and the Gemara, it says here as well. So now the Rishner came to say L'chaim, and he explained what he was doing. Said when the Jews came to Bovel, they were forced to use the Babylonian names of the months, which um, were used in Bovel, and some of them even were based on idolatry. The names, he says, certainly Chodesh Tammuz, which in the Tanakh it describes in Yechezkel, Hanoshim Yoshos Mavakos is Tammuz, the women who were sitting there crying for the idol of Tammuz, right? And the Radak says. There was a idolatrous false prophet who was called Tammuz. When they came out of Bovel, they continued using these names, right? But 
what they did through the generations was to try to manipulate those very words and bring out drushes of Kedusha from them. So the original says, this is my drusha on the word Tamus. He says, the Ebeshtazol Helfen Sezolzain Tamu Zayin. Tamu means the end of Zayin, which is seven. Because Cheta Egel happened, it says in the Gemara and Shabbos, between the sixth hour and the seventh hour. Right? Cheta Egel is that which led to all the future Chorbonas. So that's why I want the seven bottles of wine and the six bottles of wine. How will that be? If Am Yisrael keeps Shabbos as it should be. Because it says, Kol HaMeshel Mesh Shabbos Kil Chos, whoever keeps Shabbos according to the Halacha, Afilu Ovir Avodah Zara Kedor Enosh, even if he served Avodah Zara like Dor Enosh, the original generation of Avodah Zara, Mochli no, he's forgiven. Okay, so that's why we need the power of seven to fix that Chet Egel that happened between the sixth and the seventh hour, etc. And the Apturav said, Amen. He liked it. And then he told the Sadiger, who was five years old, right, that he should also give a bracha. So he said, Hashem Yisbarach Yazar Shilihudim Yetovu Parnasa Bar He said, should be good for the Jews with lots of Parnasa. So the Apturav asked him, why do you give that bracha? He says, because if it's not good for the Jews in Parnasa, they're just looking for Mashiach so that they'll solve their Parnasa problems. <laughs> I want Mashiach, I need to pay my debts or something like this. He says, but if I'm myself, it'll be good for them and they got lots of money, then when he comes, they'll be able to be desiring him and appreciating him for the true good that's being brought to the world. So that's their message at their Mesivas or Shkodesh Tamlus that hopefully we'll get to see fulfilled. Thank you all. Thank you all.